This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about why you need to everyday carry. Like, why does it even matter, right? You know, I mean, it's nice, like, we all like guns, so, you know, why wouldn't you carry a gun when you're young and you have a favorite teddy bear, you carry that everywhere. Right, safety I love blanket. guns, why wouldn't I carry that everywhere? Exactly. Safety blanket. That makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I always put together the intro video that we do for these. And I uh, I searched uh, concealed carry uh-huh. and in Canva, you know, and so they have the videos come up. And they recommended a video of Jesus carrying the cross. And I was okay. like, all right, I see it. You know, it's not really that concealed, but, you know, hey, teach their own, right? Um, no, but anyway, um, first of all, I guess we'll cover the basics. Like, so when, when we say, you know, everyday carry or why do you need to carry every day? Um, some people refer to it as EDC everyday mm-hmm. carry. And what we're talking about is, is carrying a firearm for protection and why that's important. Um, a lot of people, when they describe their typical everyday carry, They'll talk about, you know, things they have every day. You know, maybe that's your cell phone. That's your your gun. Um, you know, a lot of people have a multi-tool, something like that. 
and maybe a knife. And obviously there's a lot more things. We're going to talk at the end a little bit about dig deeper into some of the things you should carry and shouldn't carry. There are some things that might actually be slowing you down or, you know, being a little bit negative. So that's something to keep in mind. But anyway, um, yeah. Why? Why is it even important? Um, well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, let's talk about it. Um, yeah. 83% of people in the United States are going to be the victim of a violent crime at some point in their life. That's pretty much everybody. That's, that's you. That's- it's less likely to happen to women, a little bit more likely to happen to men. Um, but I mean, you've got a 30% chance of being robbed. You've got a 74% chance of, of being assaulted. Uh, women have an 8% chance of being raped in their lifetime. And then like nonviolent crimes, personal theft, 99%, burglary, 72%, household larceny, 89%, vehicle motor theft, eight, 19%. There's a 30% increase in, in murders from 2019 to 2020, but there was a 4% decrease in murders from 21 to 22. So, I mean, those are kind of some rookie numbers. I mean, this is America. We've got to pump those numbers up a little bit. We can't be, can't be getting, dropping down, letting our guard down and start, you know, start decreasing the amount of uh, murders in the United States. But here's the, the, the positive one. If you do feel like you need to go out and commit a murder, you only have a 51% chance of being caught. So that's how many how many homicide cases are cleared uh, in 2022. So, I mean, whatever, whatever. But, you know, when you go out, are you somebody that is going to be targeted for a crime? You know, how do you... How do you just keep it from happening right in the first place? You know what I mean? So here are the things that a mugger or a thief or uh, somebody would look look for, right? You're out in town doing your thing, flashy, right? Or you look like you're, you're weak, you got a limp or something like that. You're alone or you're drunk. Those are like the top the top four things that they're looking for, Uh you know, if you're, it, if they're it just screams, run. I'm a victim, right? Right, right. I mean, that's that's really, yeah. No, and that's, I mean, bottom line is, are you aware? Are you paying attention? You know, that was one of the things, like the born, uh, what the born supremacy or whatever the first one was, right? Right. And you know, his big thing is like, oh, you know, this guy probably has a gun. Oh, this is, you know, the shady guy in the room. He's, right. you know it's being aware and paying attention to what's going on around you. And that makes a big difference. But I got to say people, when they they actually interview criminals and and they ask them this kind of thing, the FBI has a crime lab and, and they, you know, they talk to people and, and try and get the data and how to prevent things and what people are looking for. And they're always trying to find a better way to solve crimes. And the idea is, they say that they look for somebody who doesn't have confidence. Right. Somebody right. who's not, you know, looking like they have it together where they're paying attention. Somebody who's, you know, moving with a purpose. Right, right. If somebody looks like they're organized and, and knows where they're going and what they're doing, you might not want to mess with them as much as somebody that seems to be confused, you know, staring at their phone, staring at a map, you know, confused about 
I, I, I'm sorry. I, I said staring at a map. I, I watched a video from like the 1980s and there's talking about things that were most likely to peg you as a tourist or a foreigner. Right. Carrying a fanny pack was on the oh. list. Wearing a fanny pack, looking at a map and uh, being being confused about where you are. They said, watch out for somebody that comes up and says they want to practice their English. Oh, mm. that, that's a yeah. bad one. Or if somebody comes up and asks you if you know what time it is, that's what they were warning about in the 80s. Now it's like, you know, are you staring at your phone or not? Because if you're paying attention to what I'm doing, I'm not as interested in what, what you're doing. But Yeah, but would you give me 20 bucks if I could tell you where you got your shoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know, I know that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have um, little, little, very little tolerance for people that try and interact with me when I'm in public. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I'm, I'm not in, into that. Don't I recognize you from somewhere? No, you don't. Nope. Bye. No. Moving on. You know, that sort of stuff. I don't, you know, you just got to squash that stuff right away. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, that's that's one of the things that was funny. I went to New Orleans, and they they talked to you in the hotel, and and you know, and and I'm a reasonably observant guy, and you know, I, I pay attention to all this stuff, right? This is what I'm looking for, and uh, yeah, I like the comments, but uh, but that's the thing is I'm paying attention, and they're like, look, anybody comes up and talks to you, just don't even talk to them, right? Just just walk away and, and nothing. And to be honest, that's pretty much the best advice. You know, I mean, unless you really feel like, Oh, this person, you know, but if somebody comes up with some kind of solicitation or anything, you're just Mm kind of asking for trouble. Right. And you need to kind of that whole street smart thing. It's something that comes with time, I guess. I mean, you kind of learn, by, you know, the grifter gets you for a little bit, you know, takes your 20 bucks or whatever. Right. And, you know, it, it doesn't hurt him if uh, the guy weighs 400 pounds and is six foot five. And he's like, oh, well, you said you'd give me 20 bucks, you know, right. and you're like, well, yeah, OK, because mm-hmm. you'll crush me. And, and where am I going to go? Yeah, I, I actually knew that guy. He oh, you know, just uh, got out of prison. He was okay. uh, he was, you know a solid two two fifty, and he was probably about six foot two. And he told me that, you know, he would just grab somebody, yeah. you know, just walk up and grab somebody. He called it strong arming him. Pat him down, take whatever they got and push him down on the ground and leave. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's not armed robbery. There's, there's a big difference between the two. You know what I mean? But if the person, uh, if you're not committing armed robbery, you're just strong arming somebody, and the person you're robbing is armed. Things change real quick, man. They do, and that's where we come back to everyday carry. I mean, that's what people don't realize. I mean, one of the places you're most vulnerable is when you're pumping gas late at night. Like right. I, that that's one of kind of my go-to things that I do. I hate to say it, you know, I get <laughs> off of work at ten thirty at night. And I hit the 24-hour gas station or whatever, you know, and and go pump gas on the way home almost every day because I like to keep that tank full, you know. So right. I don't have other problems, but having a concealed carry, that's a big thing. You know, having that right there where, you know, you see sometimes they have pictures of guys standing at the gas pump with their handgun just kind of out and down. Right. 
Because, I mean, you're almost not wrong. Yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. I've known more than one person that's been robbed when they were pumping gas. That, you know, obviously the ATM seems like a real vulnerable place. Right, right. It's always something you want to watch out. When you're going around an ATM at night, man, It's it's, that's a uh, sticky spot, man. Yeah, no, exactly. So, And I'm going to tell you something that a lot of people don't know. What's that? Like cameras? surveillance cameras that sort of stuff nobody gives a fuck about that stuff no they just cover your face up it's it's fine it's not even a big deal like if you're worried about that security camera and oh but the atm has a camera right there you know what i mean nobody would do something here right in your face they're not gonna find them no and that's the thing they don't go after i mean that was one of the thing they said that law enforcement cleared only 70 percent of homicides reported in 2020. Mm-hmm. So 30%, which is actually an increase, meaning that they're doing better at solving. You know, it was 50% the year before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's ridiculous. They're not really going after. They say if if you steal a car, I think it's 23% yeah. that, uh, you know, you'll get caught. I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. And it's, and it's, and it's, those are the 23% that were just, uh, you know, crazy kids being assholes and, and jumping in a car that had the keys in it just to drive around in the, the neighborhood. Those are the people that get caught. People that actually want your car, they're not, they're not getting caught. Now, let's take, and then there's sex trafficking. There's all this, you know. So right. I, I kind of pulled up some statistics. Turns out that the number one state, for uh, human trafficking is you, you want to take a guess? I mean, I feel like you might get it. I don't know. There's a couple of trashy places out there that I feel might, uh, might do it. I'd have to say like New York, Louisiana, New number four, Alaska. I'm not number sure. one is California. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. You would think, you know, all those great people out there, they're all full of the love and the kindness, mm-hmm. but uh no, and then number two, great state of Texas. Now, I Texas. think they get into trouble because you're right on that border with Mexico mm-hmm. and kind of seems to be a thing in Mexico. I know when I went to San Antonio, yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, it's a great place to live. It's awesome here. But we do have a lot of kidnappings and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, three is Florida, then New York, Georgia, Ohio, Michigan, Missouri, North Carolina. All right. All right. So, I mean, New York, we're still up there in the top five. That's something. I got to say, New York, you're still making the top five, but you're only a third of California, maybe a quarter. Yeah. And I'd imagine the majority of of, uh, the ones that happen in New York happen in New York City. Actually, it is a quarter in New York of of what California is. So you're, you're doing better. But yeah, no, and, right. and I now know it. That's nothing. My wife was saying that she Go was ahead. worried about you with that, with you falling victim oh. to uh, sex trafficking. She she's told me I that there's like a hot them. market for for large hairy Dude, men. Yeah, yeah. Take, it's it's for bears. The the gays are out there and they're looking That's for they're you, looking bro. For? Yeah, they're gonna abduct you. I mean, it's a little bit heavy. You know, bigger guys are a little bit harder to get into the van. Okay. But they just lure you with cheeseburgers. If you ever yeah. see a van that says free cheeseburgers, stay away, dude. 
I've been seeing one of those circle in the block, you know? <laughs> and so, hey, you know, it, it's got a picture of the Hamburglar on the side. I don't know if that's... No. Yeah, no, okay. I know what you're talking about, that guy. Yeah. All right. So, a lot of people have... Uh, now, a lot of states have open carry, where right. you can carry your handgun and have it exposed. Well, the problem with that and where you kind of run into trouble, I think, is think of how many times when you see in a fight, people try and go and grab the cop's gun. Right. And if they're willing to grab a cop's gun, what do you think the odds are they might just come up and try and grab your gun? Right. I feel like that's a thing. And you're kind of exposing yourself like that. Um, You know, one of the things like, and that that's like with the gas station and like that, like I might, you know, kind of pull my shirt over the gun because I live in a state where you can have open carry just so I have easy access to it right. or something like that. You know, I don't have to do like the double move, but just the same. That's something to be aware of. Now, again, moving right along back to the gun here, people, one of the big hot button issues is always well, do I carry one in the chamber or do I not? And I got to say, the consensus in the uh, the gun world kind of seems to be that you really should carry one in the chamber. Now, the big thing is when people were so worried about that and you're shooting yourself, and I know that's a concern you have, right. Kevin. You don't want to shoot your dick off, right? That's shoot not your dick off look. is always a, a bad, you know, a bad move and and we train and you know you'd think you can get reasonably quick at work at the slide right. but uh what i would say is they have something called drop safe guns now mm-hmm. and pretty much they're all kind of tested and you can search whatever handgun you have and and type in drop safe and usually the internet they'll straighten you right out of whether you're good to go or not but just a fall or something like that now, I would say you want something that has a holster or something like that, something that's protecting the trigger or a safety on your gun mm-hmm. if you're going to carry one in the chamber. Because if you're pushing it down in your pants and your trigger is the only safety and turns out your pants are grabbing the trigger, I'd have to side with Kevin on that one. And, you know, you can put your hate in the comments that, you know, you don't care. You're, you know, free with your, your stuff. But I, I recommend, you know, hey, maybe a reasonable holster that kind of protects right. that trigger might be a, a good way to go if you're going to carry one in the chamber. Um, so, what type of things would you carry for your everyday carry? I mean, obviously, we said a gun. Um, for me, I carry a H uh, and K VP nine SK. I know a lot of the guys seem to like the. Uh, M&P Shield from Smith & Wesson. And, uh, but, you know, but besides the specific guns, uh, a lot of people like a Glock, some of the yeah. smaller ones they yeah, do too, the even the do. bigger Glock 19, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, mm-hmm. Glocks, they, they've come a long way too. They really, the new Gen 5s and stuff are pretty awesome. Um, but what else do you carry? What, what are some of the things that, and, I'm not looking for a lot. Like one of the things I always say is don't carry stuff that you're really not going to use or that you don't know how to use. Mm -hmm. You know, how often do we see that with the first aid kits 
We see it with their bug out bags. People buy all this crap. You, you know, you have a compass. I, I don't need a compass for my everyday carry. Right. It might be in my bag in my car or something, but it's not something I need to carry on my person because I might, you know, end up in the middle of Detroit and not know which direction, north and south. I mean, it, come on. Right. Like, let, let's be realistic here for a minute. But what do you carry? Yeah, I mean, first off the bat is a, is a pocket knife. And I, I you know, I, I, I want to say first off that if you're in a knife fight and you have a pocket knife, you made a mistake. You, that's, that's not something that you want to use as a self-defense weapon. But a pocket knife is better than nothing. And it's something that actually, you know, comes up in my day-to-day life. Pulling it out once or twice a day. How often are you stabbing people in the day? I mean, it's... Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't carry a whole lot day to day. But, I mean, I think everybody has the everyday carry that's, you know, a smartphone. You know what I mean? If you're in an emergency or you see an emergency, at least you can call for help. But, right. what is it, 14 minutes is the average response time? I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't know exactly what it is. And urban and, and rural is different. But, you right. know... I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on uh, the police coming to save you if you're getting mugged. I, I know. In when I lived in Virginia Beach, if you called an ambulance, they said expect at least eight minutes, mm-hmm. and and they they recommended that was not a uh, great response time, and you shouldn't really expect to be alive after that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I know at work we called the uh, the little in in plant ambulance and it took about 15 minutes for them to get there and they only had to come from one side of the factory to the other and i'm like right. what happened you know the actual the actual fire department got there before <laughs> the implant before the ambulance in the yeah. building did uh, yeah but you know hey to each their own right? right you know we all we all just do the best we can um yeah so a phone is is an excellent choice um a, a good knife now, I carry like a Leatherman, right? Like I have the Leatherman rebar. It's kind of always, you know, on my belt and right. it's got, you know, the normal stuff. Um, I don't like the junky ones that I don't feel are like a useful tool. You know, the, the $12 ones you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, To me, they're just garbage, but that's up to you. You know, you choose your level of of what you're after. Um, what I would say, I pull my Leatherman out probably I would say if I'm at home I probably pull it off out about five times a day mm-hmm. and if I'm at work I probably pull it out about 15 times a day right. so for me my world I'm like a fix-it guy and and doing stuff it, to me it's really relevant if you're like a suit and tie kind of guy and you work in you know an office and Whatever, you probably never use that. And, you know, if you're not fixing something with it, that's not for you to carry. Right. It's just, it's just not appropriate. A waste of... It's a waste of space and whatever. Again, with me, I'm kind of a strange guy. I carry uh, on my keychain, I have a, a handcuff key. Um, a right. lot of one of those companies has these little uh, plastic handcuff keys, and it's just like the bottom end of it. And it's got a little clip and they're plastic and you can actually like clip it on your uh, belt loop. And I thought that was a cool idea. And I'm like, Oh, I'll do that with my whatever. And they just didn't stay. Like it, I ended up losing it. Like 
not even because I put the pants in the washer or something. Like I didn't even make it through the day. And yeah, and I have a couple more, but they're still in the drawer because I lost two. Yeah, right. trying to carry them. How and often I'm like, are you oh, going to try doesn't... to escape after you've been arrested by the police? It doesn't right. come up that often. Now, what I have seen, well, you know, that's, there's some gray area there. There's, you know, it's you do you. And, but I've seen uh, people will put the handcuff key on the zipper in their pants. Mm-hmm. And they'll actually, um, you can, you know, like, like work it out. And I've seen people just do the little tips. So they basically make the pull be the bottom of a handcuff key. Um, I'm just saying, you have options. You get handcuffed. It's right there. You know, hey, teach their own, right? Um, Having a flashlight. But again, is that something you keep in your car? Or is that something you really have on your person? Right, right. Um, It depends on what you're you're doing every day. Now, all day, again, at work... I have a flashlight on my belt right next to the Leatherman. I'm like mm-hmm. freaking Batman there and whatnot with, you know, right, right. I the mean, whole utility belt. I mean, belt. There's a, yeah, there's a time for a utility belt. There's a time. Right. But it, when to I'm keep at home, things simple. I, I don't have a flashlight on my belt, especially in the daytime. Now, there's a couple of times I go to grab it every now and again where I'm trying to look behind something or under the house and I'm like, oh, I didn't bring it out with me. And it right. kind of sucks. But so I'd say those are, are good things. The flashlight, again, probably not, but maybe, you know, if you're a night watchman somewhere, well then, yeah, flashlight, probably pretty good idea. Right. Do I have a flashlight in my car, in my truck? Yes, all day mm-hmm. long. I think it would be ridiculous to not have something there like that. Um yeah. I don't know. It'd be awesome if you guys put your everyday, you know, carry stuff in the comments that mm-hmm. would, you know, let us know what you're carrying that, yeah, you know, I see a lot of these things uh, yeah. in in uh, New York at like hardware stores, and they're they're like the keychains with the pepper spray. You see yeah. those, yeah. You know it, just like a handgun. I, I would recommend with pepper spray, if you're gonna get one, get three, spray one at something. You know what I mean? So you know how what kind of distance you've got and that yes. sort of stuff. Use one to spray yourself in the face because if you don't know what it's like to get maced, then uh, you're not going to know how the other person might react. Kevin and has a video on YouTube somewhere. You can see me. I uh, It was actually homemade, Mason. You know, do what you're going to do. So you got to you got to test it out. But uh, I mean, who hasn't who hasn't gotten uh, you know tear gassed every every once in a while? There, you got to you got to keep go. up with it. Now you can do this to your face every single day and build up a tolerance, but uh-huh. uh, you know it just doesn't come up that often. You know what I mean? You never know. And and that's the thing. Like, so if I live in a state and I'm not allowed to carry a handgun, one, I'm going to step up my uh, mixed martial arts game. I'm going to hang out a lot at the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu club. Right. But uh, two, you know, carrying mace or pepper spray, if that's even legal where you are, those mm-hmm. are other options. And I would say it's better than nothing. Right. Um, you know, if you're a girl or whatever. Um, like I said, the guy, I'd like to think that you can step up your game and learn your fighting a little bit, you know, right. learn some moves, you know, hey, whatever. Um, what are some things, Kevin, that you wouldn't want to carry every day that you see people doing? I mean, obviously, right, you, know, you don't, right. you don't do. carry a shotgun with you 
all day on your person. You might carry it in your truck all day. <laughs> right, right. But not on your person. What, what else? So obviously yeah, I mean, not I, big I and I do bulky. see a lot of people with like the full-on fanny pack because they yes. got to have every single thing they own yes. on their person at all times, you know? So um, maybe skip the grappling hook. I, I would, yeah, exactly, exactly. You got to take it easy on, on some of this stuff, obviously. You don't want to go crazy with it. But I mean, uh, you know, there's a there's a certain level in that, you know, it really depends on where you're going that day. You know right. what I mean? If you're like like Chuck said, if um, you're just driving down the street to your office and driving back home, you know, maybe just carrying a handgun with you is all you need and and that's it. But you know, different right. activities yeah. require different things. I sometimes will carry an emergency uh uh flask just in case I mm. have to start getting drunk early. I don't know what's going to happen today. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't recommend doing that every day. It's going to hold you down. One of the things that I sometimes think about wearing, uh, I don't do it every day, but most days I do, is uh, my jeans with the um, spandex crotch in case I got to roundhouse somebody. Yes. yes. Chuck Norris actually has specially made jeans that are tight fit, but I have a spandex crotch so he can roundhouse people just randomly throughout the day. And that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. I don't roundhouse kick people every day, so yeah. I didn't need to go that way on the jeans. Mm-hmm. Although I find a lot of times when I use a grinder, I'll burn a hole in the pants, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you still loosen them up that way. Right. The other day, I was drilling something, and I managed to drill a hole in the pants a little bit. Okay, and, yep. You Done know, that. you 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 stop before it's too late, but. Sometimes you catch the pants anyway, you know? Um, yep. Another thing, like, it used to be a thing people would say, oh, a notebook and pen. You never know. Well, yeah, that might be cool in, like, your, your uh, get-home bag or your bug-out bag, but not, not really your everyday carry anymore for most people. Like, mm-hmm. um, I know guys at work who have, like, a little notebook, and they'll uh, write down part numbers and things they come across or somebody comes up with something. And you know what? They're going back to that and using it as a reference, and that really pays off. If you're not doing that with your phone or you don't have access to stuff and you need information, part numbers like that on the regular, that would be a brilliant thing for you to carry. That makes complete sense. But if you're not that guy and you're using your phone or whatever else for it, then really carrying around a pad of paper and a pen you're just risking like puncturing a testicle. You don't need pens in your pocket and that kind of thing. Right. Just exposing yourself to danger, you know. Mm-hmm. Be be careful out there. Yeah. yeah. Now, I haven't done this in in years, but uh it is still reasonable behavior to to do cup checks with people. Mm. So, I mean, maybe wearing a sure. cup every day is is how you want to go about it. Um, you know, I mean, if you're wearing a cup every day, you can cup check people, you know, yeah. hit them with a, hit them with a flashlight or whatever. You got to check and see who's ready. Who came prepared today? Did he come ready to play or not? So, I mean, just, uh, I mean, concerning. it's, it's legitimate behavior. Um, you want to be wary about that. It depends on who you work with. Okay. Good to know. Um, again, what do you think about those uh, tactical pens? I kind of am going to go with, eh, probably not. 
Yeah, I, I carry a pen sometimes. Some Most of the time I don't. I mean, I guess a tactical, tactical pen is better than a regular pen if you have to stab somebody. But In the eye, right? Yeah, I mean, really, a regular pen will do most of that. And if if uh, my only defense was a, was a steel pen, then uh, right. know, I didn't come ready. I was not prepared for the day if that's uh, that's my go-to. Right. No, exactly. But who am I? Who am I to tell you what to do with your life? You're a grown man. Do what you want. If so, you'd like the tactical pen, get a tactical pen. They're only thirty bucks or something. It's it's cheap. There you go. Write. And All they right. write. They work. Exactly. But I think really what it comes down to is nobody ever plans to be in a bad situation, right? right. Nobody ever thinks, oh, today, you know, I'm going to go in that place where I might get robbed or shot or, you know, some abductor come and attack me or whatever. Or maybe I see somebody else being abducted, you know, whatever. And I miss that opportunity to save somebody and you fall short. I mean, definitely, you know, these times, we've all experienced times where we fall short because we're unprepared, right? Like, I mean, it could be something as simple as, oh, I'm out walking through the woods and the fox that I've been hunting and trying to get for a month walks by in front of me, but I didn't bring my handgun with me that day. Right. Well, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, you get caught off guard and you forget little things. You know, one time uh, the power went out and I had coffee, but I only had beans and I didn't have a grinder or whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I thought about it for a little bit and I chopped up the beans with a knife and, and worked it out. I mean, there's always a workaround, but it was something I wasn't prepared for. You get caught off guard. Mm. Well, when it comes to your safety and your security, you don't want to get caught off guard. And carrying every day, that's how you prevent that. So I'd really love to hear, you know, what you guys are carrying, you know, how you carry it. Like if, you know, you're carrying the handgun in a fanny pack like Kevin or, you know, whatever you want to do. Let us know in the comments different stuff that, you know, you like to carry, things maybe you should avoid, um, any stories where your concealed carries paid off. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would yeah, say, I see those a lot. Exactly. Um, if, uh, you know, you like, subscribe to the podcast, uh, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, I would say that would help out. Yeah, and, and if you want to email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com, we do respond to the emails. You know, if you guys email us, we will get the email. There's not some nerd at, down there that's uh, fielding our social media. Of course, so, that could be why our response time is so slow. Right. But, you know. I don't know. I, we might have to hire a nerd. I don't know what to do. A nerd? Yeah. We fit into that category. Oh, we fulfill right. that. Something. Fair enough. All right. All right. So that's what I got. What I would say is stay strapped or get clapped. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self Defense Radio Network.
I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.